Imagine Steve Jobs uh, selling on Bat and commenting on his auction. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Wynn. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? It's like, it seems so much smaller than that. A four? Yeah. The four was the perfect form factor. I agree. It's a beautiful phone. I think it's In like fact, the prettiest phone. I think the five is when the iPhone got all fucked up. Uh, I mean, the five sucked because it, mine was the black one that like chipped and looked like garbage in like two weeks. Yeah, but then that's when it got like long. I feel like the yeah. four. The four was the perfect proportion. It was so chunky. And just the material, like the honesty of materials was so yeah. good. But that was when they came up with like, hey, what if instead of like rounded edges, we let people, you know, get grips on the phone? Right. There was the the edge of the glass was different from the edge of the metal. So it yes. was like there was like a little. Yeah. Grab thing. But was this? No, this was not the beginning of Antenna Gate. That was with that the was roundy. Antenna Gate. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Not with four. I think it was four. Wow. Okay. And so that was when they had the bumpers. When Steve Jobs, boldly, he truly was the first CEO of CEOs yeah. to say, like, maybe it's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the millions of people who have bought this phone. It's not us. And that's just holding Steve Jobs, it wrong. Uh, selling on bat and commenting on his auction. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Everything would just be so. I mean, okay. that one account that sells all the SLs should cosplay as Steve Jobs and be like, "Oh, this actually, oh this is God. perfect. This car is actually perfection." So, uh, because it's it, Bat sells like literally like a thousand auctions a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not literally, but yeah, people should know what Kevin is talking about here, which is there is a seller because there's a seller for every single type of car. On, I thought you were saying an, a slur, like an a slur, a Solara, an SLR, a Solara. There's a guy who sells a lot of Mercedes SLs. Yes. And a lot of R129. And it's Kevin's favorite scenery because he parks in a garage and it has a sign that says like, lock your keys, like lock your car, take your keys, take your ticket, take your, okay. ticket. And it is a, like windows blue screen of death blue pure rgb blue sign and it's in the background of all of his lead photos of the car it is the worst application of like led technology where it's like you could have just printed that sign but i didn't even know it was an led you're utilizing it was a bright no it's so bright that it must be an led so it's so weird because this guy has all these sls and they are illuminated against this sign in well, every photo. So the sign itself is like centered in every single photo yeah. directly above the car. And you can't not read it yeah. is the thing. This person could turn like literally a few inches to one side or another. Yeah. And it would not be in view. So However, when I first saw this uh, seller, saw one of these auctions, I had like a little Photoshop contest on Twitter where we just Photoshop to say that the sign to say other things. And yes. we'll post some of those in the uh, yes. on our Instagram. And this is the they type were of amusing. It is amusing. And this is the type of quality content that you should expect on a show like New Four Nine T Six X. Was that it? Is that our show? Uh yeah, I someone has to be. say the exclamation point. Oh my god. Uh was that it? Was that good enough? Yeah. How do you how do you how do you audibly say an exclamation point without a word? Uh, well, I Gasp? ideally you would have said the six with more emphasis. I've I have not gasped in yeah. at least twelve <laughs> years, so I'm not gonna start now. But so you have a lot of commentary. We have a lot of commentary on yeah. bringing trailers. Selling. I feel like this is fair game. Sure. Here's the thing: is that you have so many opportunities. At least the frequent sellers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunity opportunity to cr- uh, critique, yeah. Uh, one stop because we all know when you see like a thumbnail flash on Twitter, say for instance that a new auction has just popped up, you know who the seller is because they always take it either in the same place or they take a same photographic certain style. Ones. You're not saying everyone you can not tell, everyone. but there's yeah. certain there's certain cars where you know, yeah, who this is, yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, so you love you mm. love the like McMansion suburban guy. There's one guy, and every picture is in front of his house in Ohio. And yeah. I, I initially I thought, well, it's Ohio, so it's gray and dreary every single day. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a filter he puts on the pictures. I think it, it it's always like a little bit like desaturated. It's very it's very muted. It's very muted. Maybe it's very gray there. I don't I, know. No, but I think it's I think it's a filter. It could be a filter. I think yeah. it might be a filter. Mm-hmm. New business idea for you: selling a Photoshop preset to let people just not make crappy photo. Fo- honestly, like uh, auto levels is enough for most people. But mm-hmm. I feel like the filters, if you don't use Photoshop. Well, why stop at a filter? It. I should sell an action that what if you that sold adds like, isolates the car and puts that Ohio house in the background, or like a, a decorative frame in each one that was like <laughs> ye old good time, <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. it just make everything sepia. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's yeah. a good idea. Oh God, do I have a favorite one? There's this one guy who sells like wagons. He okay. he's he always finds like BMW and Mercedes wagons. Sure. And he just takes it like on a road, like a rural road of some kind. No effort into the photography style. That sounds nice. Yeah, but he's got enough of a style who everyone recognizes who he is. And people have said in the comments, like, I look for these and I'm bidding on this because it is you. And so, Yeah, that's good. Who do you think is the most famous, not famous, sorry, uh, who is the most like notable person on seller on Bring a Trailer? Is it 1600 Veloce? I mean, it's got to be 911R. Or 911R? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be a tie between with both of them. I, okay. Both of them do like high value auctions where like people are just drawn to them. Wait, who does the light painting? That's 911R. That's 911R. But they also do they do studio stuff and they yeah. do like fields in Oregon. I mean, yeah. they, they do they do nice work. We've been there. We've gone to the space actually. Yes. And Independently. It's very under, it's very unassuming. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a surprisingly small garage. I'm sure they've grown or bought another Oh, very likely. Property. Very likely, yeah. So, but the reputation they have built certainly is, like, immense. Like, they are I a, mean, they do good work. They do a they lot do, of cars. Yeah. They do good... It's trustworthy. It is. Yeah. It is. So, there is that. But, um, but and then, Daniel was telling me that they don't do the uh, driving videos as much these days. Because oh, really? I think that their driving videos were, like noteworthy for like just oh they ring out extremely illegal looking oh, yeah. driving at you know yeah they ring morning it time out. around portland and stuff and i think they've kind of dialed that back yeah or, I, I don't know exactly i haven't actually investigated this yeah uh but i thought it was interesting because daniel is a resident of portland he so is yes we daniel sloan and that. uh i mean they could just blur out the video like a youtube reviewer where it's like, I'm not doing anything illegal, but <laughs> yes. I'm going to pixelate this area. Right. Have you ever pixelated a speedometer? Uh, no. I don't know that that, I mean, is that evidence? Is that technically evidence of wrongdoing? Um, I don't know. I did, I did enjoy the Top Gear bit where they superimposed like a slow moving speedometer going the speed limit over sounds <laughs> yes. of the engine, like clearly going to red line in multiple gears yes, yeah. in succession. I do remember that. Oh, that you was... could, for you and your YouTube channel, yes. U-Tube channel, yes. you could do that. Well, yes. But often it is your vehicle that is in it. I don't know that it can achieve... Illegal speed cannot go over eighty five. First of all, it doesn't. Yeah, it can't go over eighty five, which 85. is the legal speed limit in Texas uh, on the highways. He, one highway. One highway. Yes. I ten. No, it's the uh, the one thirty toll road. In oh Austin. wait, no, I ten. Eighty five. Everything 85. is seventy five, and you can go eighty five, oh, but yeah, everything right. is seventy five. But that highway is the only one that's actually eighty five. Okay, in which case I there's may have been 80, going eighty five. I think there's regardless. some eighty in West Texas. Yes. Well, this is very confusing. Just make mm. it all 85. God, I was so excited to record, and I don't know what this is. I don't know. Um, Uh-oh, we're getting political now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. This is terrible. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. Yeah, how are you? <sighs> you know. I haven't seen you since, like, the other day. Right. Yeah. And before this recording. That's true, yeah. Yeah. You're ready for me to go now. <laughs> <laughs> we were... um commenting on your next film yes which, uh is going to be a riveting look into <laughs> the ups and downs of the dramatic industry of emoji design yeah and you're going to involve old school 
newsprint because you were no, okay, published. We don't need to go into this much detail about That's, this. I just I'm I really wanted to this. talk about the update of uh, my Automoji sticker pack. The Porsche one is the only one that remains uh, updated and has not been updated in two and a half years. The only one that he has not been asked to take down. The Radmoji, no one knows about, so it's not taken down. Yes. That's the <laughs> only one that remains. Yeah. But um, I'll be honest. I was a little bit dubious of the uh, celebrity private parts one, but <laughs> I used it frequently. All the, all the pornography that's fit to print in 320 <laughs> pixels. Yes. So, yeah, my Automoji sticker pack has been updated for the first time in two years. Yes. So I just wanted to share that, and I was excited, and it was like a nice little thing to update that a little bit of fun uh, actually not a lot of fun to deal with xcode but uh it was fun to make some new emojis get yep. in the zone illustrate yeah. some cars we got the uh, like 996 gt2 the yep. new gt3 a couple custom cars yep uh there was like someone there was a guy that was at luft in indianapolis where we were who who had a a rusty like 914 yeah that i actually took a photo of um and it was like that was really hard to model the rust on the car. Oh yeah, it was, that would it was be cool. Hard. It was kind of like half like kind of sanded and rust, like half yeah. half rust. So that was uh, interesting challenge. I always love when it's like you know just a little bit of a challenge to yeah. illustrate it in all vector illustrations. Although I guess when you do the effects, it is like doing a when you do the effects in Illustrator, it's doing a raster effect yeah. on vector stuff. But yeah. anyway, it was. Fine. So it was uh, fun to do that. That is available now. Um, I need to post about it more. And I... Uh, Discount code new for 96. Uh, that's not going to work for you. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so doing this made me like, uh, I should make a little... Making a like a little film about this whole project. Because yes. I find it interesting. There were some ups and downs over the years. And uh, it is... Maybe this would be an end to this chapter because it's not really worth my time to update it. I kind of do it for, you, for fun. Uh, but over the auto emoji? I think people just don't really use sticker packs yeah. or buy them. Well, I guess you have to uh, was you have to entice them somehow because once they've bought it, you know, how do you... What is the butterfly net that keeps them <laughs> captured otherwise? Honestly, there's a lot of people that use it for years. The The problem is, like, I don't get money after, you know, if they right. bought it once in 2016, I do not get paid. So, like, there's, like, there is loyal people that use it a lot. Yeah. But, like, they're not paying for updates and or Porsche, anything. And I'm not asking them to. Porsche and I'm not... is not coming out, with, uh, coming out with enough new models for you to keep up with. So, to keep people <laughs> engaged. There are a lot of facelifts. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So anyway, that was my that was my emoji corner. Uh, I don't talk about it well, on please. here like, too much. I, Do I? I also encourage people to go and invest in emoji, the last in the series, because <laughs> I would like stock. to, you know, meet up with my friend Kevin and not see him in a barrel and suspenders. Dear God. This is... Well, this will help him. So, I, so like I said, for this video, I want to make about this project. I was going back and I was looking at all the news articles about Automoji, and it was really cool to see, you know. And a yeah. lot of it was like, you know, people like a friend of the show, Chris Perkins, and uh, other people that I know, like Jeff Glucker, wrote a thing about it. And, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Various. As a side note, yes. What if you had like canned interviews of people? About it? Commenting on auto emoji. Oh, like in pop star? Yes. Like pop star? Yes. <laughs> never stop, never stop. You it. should do this. And of course, you have to do like a black and white, either a black and white filter or like some sort of effect on them to make sure that you assail their credibility, much like when we have guests on this podcast and wow. corporate okay. management okay, has we'll to review visit things. This, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Look, I have ideas. You, you just don't want respond to, be one to of these those people. <laughs> Oh my god! I submit my my recommendations frequently to Kevin, only to be rejected by his non-existent secretary. Like I said, yes, three hundred times before. Yes, if you want to have creative input on my channel, you at the very least have to subscribe. Anyways, people think that we hate each other. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> your, why'd your voice just raise so much? Um, that went actually, I I had this is a, a topic. Um, this is like not really 
Yes. This could be done off air. Maybe. But. Well. Um, let's. This is a little bit of a, get into a brainstorming yes. I had. Go on. So. You remember a few years ago, you and I went to SVRA, which was the Vintage Races at Coda. Yes. So, and, and uh, I dragged you to a racing track where Dude. we walked around, and on-track action is good, but just walking around the paddock is the coolest because there's, like, yes. amazing vintage race cars. And it, The it, only hour, time that I've cool. ever, like, fallen in love with uh, Corvettes was seeing, like, C1 race cars. Oh, yeah. 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 It is the coolest. Yeah. So, you know, people think that we hate each other on the pod. I'm and sorry a, about the letters. An aspect that the does threats. not an aspect that does not come up on the pod very much, or that people don't know, is that we are both reformed graphic designers. <laughs> we are both we are both creative industry people. Yes. And we both do creative industry yeah. things. And I value your input and sure. collaboration sometimes. And- while most it, of our moroseness comes from being jaded from the industry. <laughs> yes, uh, we hate it. Yeah. Yes. But working on the other things. So I wanted to put to you, yes. live on air, we'll cut this out, mm-hmm. uh, is, so we went to SVR a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year, I went and shot a video about panning. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I basically set up the camera and took video of me shooting panning. And... I was watching uh, like a Top Gear video where they mm-hmm. went to like Le Mans Classic and they were just kind of going around and picking their five favorite cars or something. And yeah. I was thinking like what would be a cool video? Because I, I like SVRA a lot. It's a yeah. great event. It's good good weather time of year because sure. it's always like November and Golden Hour is amazing, yeah. beautiful, and cool access to race cars. And SVRA will give me full access to mm. shoot whatever. So I was wondering like what I should do as far as if I do a video of something. Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. Yeah. Of the same event. The same event, but like how could I, what would I do for a video as far as like, do I. So you've already done panhandling. Done. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> where do you go from there? That's a good question because it is a really interesting like aspect of motorsport because these, this isn't necessarily about like, I mean, it is about being quick it's vintage racing. I've always been curious about that too, just like how the metrics work out for that. I mean, it's not really a Is it a timed event? I didn't even pay attention. No, they do they do full races on track. Okay, yeah. I'm, it's interesting. I don't know so much about SVRA, but I know that like with Goodwood and stuff, yeah. it's like, you know, they're running these minis like faster than they sure. ever ran in period because there's like developing technology. It's like, "Oh, I needed to replace my suspension with this." Yeah. And it's like they somehow get things across i don't know i mean i would like to do something be disruptive to the race say for instance filming in the middle of the track as the cars are barreling towards you i mean i could email i could send an email see if i could do that why not just surprise them yeah i was gonna say why ask for permission when you can ask for forgiveness later i feel like that's a lot of like what makes for popular web videos nowadays anyways so that's true is the element of surprise well the last one i shot on track action and i talked about how to shoot on track action so i'd like to maybe like maybe there's something i could do on the cool in the paddock but i don't know what so yeah. i will i'll see but it's a great venue to do that too i mean it is yeah. like where f1 races take place f1 races and yet no one goes there for this yeah yeah people should go people, people should, should go, go to svra it's a really cool event it is like Amazing access to cool cars and yeah, you get to I'll walk there. The you probably won't, but it's yeah. it's great. I went the one time. <laughs> yeah, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. It's so far. It's like two and a half hours away. Yes. My limit is fifteen minutes. That's as far as I will travel outside of the city. He says this because my house is sixteen minutes it is. away. I say that it is in Dallas. Basically, mm. we are in Houston, and Kevin basically lives in Dallas, fifteen minutes yes. away. Okay. Well, we will revisit this but i you provided some good ideas (laughs) once again thank once again you're welcome for my invaluable suggestions all right so yeah let me tell you about some cars yeah we have Have been away we have been away some cars come out we've been away for so long oh my god we have been away for so long okay let me just let me just run through this yeah all right you're not gonna believe this ford mustang there's Pagani Utopia. Oh my God. Koenigsegg something. The McLaren Solus GT. Dodge Hornet. Jeep Avenger. These 
are some new cars that we won't are be talking you... about on New for 96. <laughs> we a, don't have opinions on Are you on having them. a stroke? Because it sounds like made-up words to me. It, yeah, it is. But there was a new GT3 RS. There was a new GT3 RS. <laughs> we do have thoughts amazing. on that. Do yes, we? it looks cool as fuck. So It does. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. I like... I mean, people are always going to get it and use it as like a cars and coffee car, but sure. it does seem like they're making it as inhospitable as possible to yeah. driving on the road, yeah. which I encourage that. Yeah. Fully. So I don't know if that's going to turn off people, but I mean, yes, the GT3 RS seems to have become, GT3s in general have just become objects of showing off, I guess. Sure, I don't yeah. know what to call it exactly, but like basically like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to buy the most impressive looking Porsche if you just want to be on the surface about uh, displaying things, it'd be the GT3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows? But this looks cool. It's it probably cool. going to be... How can you not be fascinated by this? Yeah, exactly. I do. I like the angu- like the cutouts in the side to like relieve pressure, how there's like cutouts behind each wheel yep. where it's just like we just slashed away the body. Like, that's crazy. Genuinely speaking, though, like all the cutouts, all the... F- holes everything is so intentional like there's nothing false about it it's such an earnest design it's not pretty look good yeah it's not pretty right so and that's what's amazing about it what's what makes it look amazing so yeah well our friend friend of the show uh will always said that the 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 like wheel arch vents on the rs which are kind of the same on Mm -hmm. this one as they are on the old one yeah um it always looked like those were like done after the marketing team signed off of the car, but like the engineers were like, uh, we actually need to do this. And like the engineers like didn't have any stylist like do yeah. it. They just did this just thing. Like so it looks it like yeah. ugly as shit, yeah. but it's like pure function. Yes. Like that's how that looks. Yes. And I like that. And that's yeah. great. I agree. Like this is like, this is an, ex- it is a such a pure exercise in yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, again, what's there not to like about it? You cannot, you don't even have to drive it just, see how pure an exercise it is well it's cool too because they have as our other friend of the show jordan mm-hmm. said jordan ramelier ramel judge yes uh he said that of modern air conditioning basically basically the like that engine is kind of they probably can't get a lot more out of it sure and so this is and this is this not is a limits big, of... this is they're not getting any more out of it so it's just kind of about um arrow at this point yeah. and and cooling and everything and it's just i believe that yeah very interesting i mean it just in an age of just so much artificiality like where technology just is taking the place of just old school engineering and i know this is just such a old man take on things but this is like the last of this is real i think we're witnessing the kind of the last of like old school engineering and yeah. so what i always uh, and I've probably said this on the pod, but I'm just going to repeat myself. We got some time to kill. The the thing, <laughs> like I, uh, I I remember always kind of struggling with like the GT3 in general. When the 991 came out, I thought, you know, we watched these Chris Harris videos where mm. he's like sliding the car and he makes it look so cool. And it's like every time they make the tires this much wider, they make yeah. it this much grippier. Like we're getting away from that. Like it's yeah. just becoming so much grip so much arrow like sure. so much performance like it's like you you can never exploit it but i'm totally wrong because people do take it to the track they do exploit it they do get the most of it they yeah. push a gt3 to be as fast as a ferrari that costs seven hundred fifty thousand sure. dollars. and then the other thing is that um With there was we can link less to it, complicated a... technology honestly not necessarily i mean you yeah versus the hybrid yeah, yeah, yeah. but but um but it, it comes back to and i i always uh Chris Perkins put it really well. He wrote an article. He drove like all the RSs or mm. something like that. And he said, um, it's not about, it, it's, it's not, they're not chasing this like dumb diluted idea I have of what a driver's car is. Sure. They are truly like transferring. It's, it's about the transfer from race car to road car. Sure. Like the 911, the 911 RSR, the 911 GT3 R, mm. those cars are the most, popular and successful race cars in the world yeah like in international racing and so to take the things made from that and then also transfer back it's like we put this suspension in so we could put it in the race car you know and then we use this 
traction control system from the road car in the race car. You yeah. know, they, the arrow. We, we put this wing on so we can have this kind of wing in the race car. And it's just this, this back and forth transfer that makes... Um, and this was also kind of what I touched on in my story in, in Europe, in Auto Week, is that transfer of road car to race car mm-hmm. is just... It's tighter in porsche in these gt cars than you will find in anyone else sure. audi audi races the r8 mercedes races the amg gtt yeah you will not find like such a close transference yeah of technology that, yeah. between them it does not really trickle down like, the race car stuff sure. on the road sure yeah so i think that is so cool so it's not necessarily that it's to me it's not necessarily that it's old school but it is um just this pure expression a, of performance a language thing but like i to me like when i say old school i just mean the filter, I guess. Right. So I am... hopefully it's truly awful on the road and people <laughs> won't do it. I mean, that's our friend, not going to happen. Our friend and former guest Tom has the right idea. He has a GT3. He never drives it on the road. He drives yeah. it to the racetrack, uses yeah. it, and then drives it home, and yes. then does not drive it f- for recreation on in town. He's like, it's it's not really fun going to coffee in the gt3 driving in houston especially driving in houston yeah yeah where one of our uh, well-designed potholes will explode the car have you seen the new maserati gran turismo s you flashed an image at me whilst i looked upon in horror no okay uh i have not officially seen it however i have seen it in that I have seen the Gran Turismo in the last 10 years. So. Okay. I, this is one of those things where it's like the expectation just really like subverted my reality. It kind of turned my world upside down yeah. for about five minutes. It was a real roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, I was sent a picture of the quote unquote new Gran Turismo and I kind of lost my shit for a minute. And then I'm thinking, okay, okay, okay. It's, the old Gran Turismo with new headlights from the MC20, like yep. that's I can accept that. Like, and I was like, "You this accept is... that as a good thing?" No, not okay. a good thing. I, I said say. it's, but the good thing is, I was like, "Wow, this is a a cool little send off mm-hmm. for this car that debuted in 2007." Yes. Like, this is like a nice little thing. Here's what happened. Okay, here's I... what happened. Go on. I learned that the Gran Turismo was out of production since 2019. Wait, it came back? It's coming back. It's back? This is this is not the end of something. This is the beginning of something. What the? Wait, not... it's the same car? It's the same car, but with new headlights and taillights and like some new specs. Oh I think it has God. a new V6, but I mean, the chassis is old as dirt. How? What? How did, how did they revive a car? Because they don't have money. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not... I don't know. It's just... It's okay. Maserati stuff. I have but many it's questions, just weird because but... if it had been continuous production, they're like, oh, this yeah. one. Maybe it'll last a while longer. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Maybe this and is it's the last not like one. an like over... Pro- but they ended production in 2019, and now it's coming back. What so the... I don't think this is like a, a send-off. I think this is like the start of a new thing. So the real question is, is this like a Viper where this is a new generation change? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so the headlights are not fitting of the body. No. Not that I was a fan of the old one, but the old one was a pretty good design that got uh slapped with the BPC label yes. pretty quickly and also the Maserati kind of ruined it with like scoops and I am not going to lie. Yeah. I had It was so... a good Jason Castriota design. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very grand it, uh, the Grand Turismo was very grand in It was design. very grand, but I mean if you looked at the earlier like yeah, like we okay, we we love like the Maserati, the Grand Coupe, and sure. the thirty two hundred S. Yeah, you know that those cars from two thousand. We yeah. like those kind of as a nostalgia thing. We love the Euro taillights, the L shaped yeah. taillights. They were really cool. But the Grand Turismo was objectively better. Like it's objectively I agree. a prettier yeah. design. Oh yeah. The problem too is that like Maserati has fallen into like the category of just basically there is no redeemable ownership situation here i don't uh, remember what the 30 i so i say the 3200s and you know what i'm talking about yes but i don't remember what it was called when it was the v8 which was all of them i uh, think and then i know there was a good version i think was called grand grand sport no d yes yes grand and it had the very flared sport. side skirt that yes. was kind of cool yes and like a bbs wheel yeah i know what you're talking about but i don't know what the base version of that was it might have just been like the maserati v8 or the maserati gt not very important yeah i don't recall they were like 
I think there was multiple nomenclature at there that time. There was multiple nomenclatures it. for sure. So the 32NS was like a six cylinder. I like the simplicity of like the design then, but yes. Uh, this Grand Sport, which by the way, like I generously, when we were talking about this pre show, like said, like, oh, the one from 2010. And I was thinking, <laughs> like, I was undershooting it by at least two years. I was quick to correct you. <laughs> but then I forgot that I had. I had one for like a day and like, I swear it was like 2010 or 2012 or something like that. I don't recall. But the thing is that it was like fine. Like it was very entertaining because like- Where does this rank on your loaner cars? Above or below (laughs) Porsche 930 Turbo? (laughs) Oh, Kevin likes to try to assail the story of when I may or may not have actually had a 930 loaner car. To be fair, I was 17. So at the time- no one cared what a G model was to begin with. So mm-hmm. how was I supposed to know what it was? It had a tail. It was manual. That's it. So, and not, I was not, I'm not that old. This was uh, side, <laughs> side story here. The dealer that I had bought, um, my first car, a I've Saab 900. I've made story on the pod before. I don't know. Maybe. I definitely did, but I want to hear it again. It's, it, it ages like fine wine. <laughs> The dealer who sold me the Saab 900, my first car, in 2000, but since I don't want to sound that old, 2015, Mm -hmm. uh, like, had dropped off. This was not, I'll clarify, this was not the dealership, the dealership dealership, Momentum. This was the dealer who sold me the car, but I did bring the Saab to Momentum, but the dealer car was... So the dealer brought me a 930. I thought at the time it was just a G model with a tail. Wait, but what if it was a G model with a tail? Why do you think it was a 930? Because at the time, any like not old 911 with a tail was a turbo in my brain. Oh, so you thought it was a turbo, but it might not have been. It might not have been. I okay. don't know. Okay. Yeah. No one knew then. No one cared about them then. <laughs> so okay. no one could confirm and neither could I. Anyways, so uh, he dropped that off as like a loaner car, mm-hmm. and because uh, he there was something wrong with the Saab, obviously, and so he took the car and he dropped he showed up in that. He was like, okay, if you need to get around, here you go. And he handed me the keys, and I remember getting it. I was I was so excited that it was just like a Porsche of any kind. What color kind. was it? I don't remember. Was, okay. I want to say it was white. <laughs> okay, just for your sake, but. Uh, I remember getting into it, and I had never driven a manual before that. And I was like, all a right. way to start on the world's worst manual. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, take this around the block. And I remember it did not go well. And I could only manage to get it going forward and then looping it around until I could park it in the same place because it would not, I could not get it to go, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it was a G model with a tail. That's okay. all I can confirm. I'm going to call it a 9.30. It doesn't matter if it went... It doesn't matter. It was a, if it was a 9.30, I would have gone the same speed anyway. No, it's, so. it's a very good story. So the, you had the Gran Turismo yeah. as your loaner car? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It was a client who had lended it to me uh, for a day because I was just like... It, the long long short of it is just basically like... I like you're an a car guy. I can yeah, tell you, from your Prius. Hey, yeah. At the time, did, what, what car was that? Uh, it 20- was 2012, I think, and I think I had the 330i. Oh, I don't know. Your story's slipping. Oh my god, You're changing dates on doesn't me. matter. Anyways, so one way or another, hey, you know what? Like uh, Ferrari engine, you know, big. It sounded nice. I wanted to give it a whirl, so he lent yeah, it to me for the a cool night. Car. And did he take your Prius? I think it, it was either the Prius or the 330. I don't remember which car it was okay. when I had borrowed this car. But, yes, I left it at the house. And I'm sure he took it for a joyride one way or another. I, I see. Yes. So it w- it sounded great. Rode mm, not great. Um, was peeling away on the inside, even though I think it was a relatively brand new car. <laughs> and the best slash worst part was that it attracted the attention which, by the way, at the time, I did not have a classification for this. We but, didn't have the technology then. Yeah. But it attracted so many BPCs. And wow. What are BPCs? Sorry. 
uh, just BPs, but BPs. they probably drove BPCs. BPCs, yeah. So that would be bad people who drive bad people cars. <laughs> right. So, and I won't go into the stories of just like how I've come to learn like how bad that is, but. Wow. I really like, okay, so. We'll post a, I have a picture of me with the BPC. Or with, well, it's a BPC. So yeah, yeah. with this car. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Um, so I'm picturing you coming back to your Prius yes and you suspect that the person may have been joyriding and yeah. you check the fuel miles and I it's was like and it's like it says 47 and you're like he was driving like an asshole he was driving like an <laughs> asshole I was a hyper <laughs> I was a hyper miler at the time so yeah I was regular in my second gen Prius I was getting you know regularly on the reg 54 Four fifty-five. Wow. Yeah. I think mine got like thirty-four. I think yours bad. did get thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of um, a hybrid traction battery, Kevin actually just had like lead weights in the back. So <laughs> that was the problem with his car. Anyway, that was a terrible story about this like Maserati Gran Turismo. I no, wish it that had was been. A good story. I wish it had been the Quattroporte. Honestly, uh, in hindsight, I think uh, maybe if of the like. Of this era of Maserati, uh, not that era of Quattroporte, but obviously the earlier one, mm-hmm. like the twenty. Well, that was made mid twenty aughts. Yeah, yeah, that's the same that. era. That didn't get that didn't get ruined until like twenty thirteen. Yeah, 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 same era, I guess. But like for some reason, right now in my brain, like that Quattroporte is so interesting. Oh yeah. Well, it's crazy. Is like I literally once the giblets came out, I yeah. don't think I've ever seen a quadruporte. Like I know the quadruporte and the giblets look identical. Yeah, but I've never seen the oh, quadruporte the today made one, after yeah. twenty thirteen. No, the today one I could not tell you. Like at a glance, I could not tell you what the. Like t- I imagine no one bought it once they could get their Chrysler three hundred version. Yes, exactly. Speaking of which, the, oh, that's another new car we're not going to talk about. That's an, another the new one we're not going to talk about. which I thought was the a joke. new not one. Well, the new it's not even a new one. I think it's just like the, it's swan the big song. In, well, it's the swan song. Yeah, like the, there hasn't been a V eight. Yeah, like performance V eight in the three hundred since like twenty eleven yep. or twelve. So this is a big deal. Yeah, because they the big step in a car that's almost twenty years old. Unless you had rented a like uh, not even premium. What's the one below premium? <laughs> <laughs> rental car whatever that one was like you did not realize that they still made the chrysler 300 uh and so yeah the srt8 yeah version i mean like the specs are impressive but then so i clicked on the like press release sure and i, I was like okay that's kind of cool that they're doing this kind of swan song thing and it is you know it's a very powerful uh vehicle but then like i looked at the inside it is literally circa 2009 chrysler like they did a big redesign in 20 did they yeah okay. 2011 well either way it looks like a 2009 circa yeah, chrysler so possibly. yeah i mean it just has like the old infotainment screen oh and, right like right. the indiglo yeah. like <laughs> for sure yeah. dials and whatnot but anyways what's the point like what's the point of updating that car at this point like, i think the people who are ever going to buy that like a big sedan you could you could i think they could have sold it for like another five years without changing it and the same people would have bought it until of course they died off yeah i mean i think they'll find buyers for the v8 300 yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think they will find buyers for this because this hasn't been an offering yeah for a while i suppose so yeah so uh what else we got i think we have check the scroll here um unfurl it I was browsing social media last night Uh-oh. and or two nights ago. Yes. I saw something very upsetting. Uh Oh, again. Um, yeah. It's it a was daily a, occurrence. It was an, it was, it was saying that there was a new Chrysler or a new, uh, pardon me, <laughs> a new Subaru Crosstrek. <laughs> and I looked at the picture and, and it seems that they had posted a picture of the old one. And I don't know how that happens. I know how like I know how things are with newsrooms. I know how stuff falls. And I'm not. I am. I am the last person to throw someone under the bus for a little bit of a snafu with that. Like I know stuff with di- managing digital file. Like you understand. Like managing digital files. The new thing so that dropped in. You had whatever. Assume- so it was a picture of the old crosscheck. And then uh, Daniel Golson who runs social media for 
CNET Cars, formerly Roadshow, the artist formerly known as Roadshow, yes. uh, said, no, that is the new Crosstrek. And once I, I, I saw retrieved, very adamant. once I retrieved my phone that yes. I had embedded into the drywall of my home, <laughs> uh, I had to take another look. And I don't, don't think he's right. Because I think this Crosstrek is the old Crosstrek. And then also it said that this is the third generation of Crosstrek. Is it because it shares the exact same shape as the it's old the one? It's the exact same thing. And it shares basically, if you were to squint, the exact same design elements, except it's, for like like taillight and headlight shapes. It's literally all the same design elements. And I don't understand why you would redesign a car 10 years later and not make it different. And I understand that you would... I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. People you, say that like the Porsche 911 never changed for sixty years. It's like okay, whatever. But like, there's people like they're excited and nerdy about it. They're like, oh, sure. well, these are the differences. Yeah. The Subaru thing, I don't understand. It's like they they redesign a car. They like we have a new chassis. We made the old design on this new chassis, and it's just it's maddening. Do you it think is that crazy? It's like, uh, do you think it's maybe a just kind of a uh, oh, I don't even know what to call it, but. Uh, like honestly, Subaru, it, it's almost as so. Say for instance, if Land Cruiser were a brand, like they literally. But you can tell when a Land Cruiser okay changed. Sure, you yeah. can see like you can oh, you take one what? that's fifteen years newer than a previous one, and you're like, oh, this one's a little bit newer than that sure, one. Sure, it's the same. But car the Subarus, so, but, there's but... not that, and also we're overlooking the part where I said this is the third. <laughs> The third Crosstrek. This is honest. the first one as far as I'm you, concerned. When you said that, I I genuinely did have to make it. That gave me a... It was a what, thinker moment. What the hell was the second gen? I don't know because I thought there was only one. There was only one. But there's one. And this is still that one. Yeah. So here's... The incredulity, I think, might be in part because... And I'm not saying that the cars were so good that they never had to change them. It's that I feel like if they never changed them, people would still buy them in the same way. Sure. So, yeah. like, I literally, I, you know, I have a coworker who has bought two generations of Outback. And I honestly did not know when she had bought the new Outback because it was the same exact color. But I only looked inside one day and saw that it had, like, the vertical Tesla screen in it. And oh, so I was God. like, oh, you got a new one. <laughs> and... Here's the thing. I don't know that like it's competitive in that. I think it has a. It already has a market. Like no one is cross shopping it. Like oh, they've updated it. Like this is so much better than the old one because it's exactly like the old one. I mean, they literally but it just, by the old they one. They just look like old cars driving around. Yes. I don't. I don't understand why you wouldn't like do something to try to change the design in a. Not even redesign it and change it, but just like clean up the design or make it look sleeker or make it like have. Fewer oh, you're right about that things. because each, it's, instead it's each just this, facelift or generation is fussier. Than it's much the fussier. Last, it's much fussier. Which is amazing because I don't think they would even need to do anything. Like it could, they don't need to do anything. It could be the 2015 Outback or you know uh, Crosstrek, and it <laughs> it would sell all the same. I think the same the person who was going to buy it was going to buy it one way or another. So. Right. But yes, I agree with you. That is... I assume it still has like an appallingly low amount of horsepower. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is like the two liter four from... <laughs> naturally aspirated from who knows when. I yes. actually don't know what they are. I don't no, know. Sorry, it's not, oh, it's not a... Wait, do those get the flat fours? Probably, but no turbo. No turbo. Okay, see? All right. Well, so you're giving it a B minus. Uh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two yeah. thumbs sideways. Two thumbs sideways. Two thumbs four sideways. Thumbs, four thumbs sideways yeah. collectively. Yeah, for the engine configuration. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're. I think you're the only company that actually criticizes... You're the only company. You're the only um, person who keeps the criticism of Subaru alive because I feel like it's one of those companies that doesn't get really assailed a lot for mm. anything because they just produce the same products. Okay, well, well, when we have Mac on... Yes. He is a very big critic of Subaru. <laughs> it's very funny because he's like, everyone credits them for being an interesting car company yeah. when they're not and they make bad cars. We've talked about this before, too, is why it is that when someone Which is my feels like, yes, well, when people think that they're making like a different choice mm -hmm. by going with a Subaru, why is that they think that they're going with a 
such a unique choice here by going with this. It's like because most cars, the head gasket stays. <laughs> the head gaskets, uh, plural, stay together in the yes. first ninety thousand miles. That but is true. Subaru, you're making a different choice. Yeah, yeah. There is a legacy to be had mm-hmm. here. No. So, did they make the legacy anymore? Uh, yeah. Do they? I actually saw a legacy non-outback sedan what? the other day, and it was like really weird. It was weird. That blows my mind that they make a like uh, like a legacy currently. Oh, yes. Do you have opinions on the Ferrari? Song? Yeah, it's fine. It looks like it's gonna be really expensive. Yeah, and someone's gonna buy it. Obviously, I actually think it looks, looks- like. They made more of an effort than any of the other things, like the obviously the Urus and the <laughs> like and the DBX. Okay. Like uh, previously, I've said the DBS looks the best. This I think looks okay, but it seems like they made more of an effort. It's got like the suicide doors. It's got NAV twelve. I will say it looks. It's, they benefit from not having such a shitty parts bin. I say it, that's I the only say, thing. Yeah, that's sure, the sure. thing. It looks good. It looks like I mean it's unoffensive. Um, but I mean, it seems like they really went all out, like the suicide doors, the V12. Like it seems like yeah. kind of cool. Whereas, like you know, an Urus is just an Audi, sure, and use it, you know, and and the DBX is just kind of very standard fare. Yeah, the uh, DBX, I like the idea of doing something different, uh, or, not, or doing th- something a little bit different than anything else. I'll say that it has more presence in pictures than the DBX had, which. DBX looks great in person, but like on in pictures, it's very um, unassuming. Oh, yeah, unimpressive in my opinion. You know, so our friend Jordan says that the DBX looks like a Macan, which I don't see at all. I do not see that. But no. I do. You know what I do see? Huh? Is if I see a Mustang Mach E, I think it's a DBX <laughs> for a second because yeah. it has a lot of similar lines, like the sort of like rakish yeah like the sort of a rakish cut line the 456 style cut line yeah. in the side uh is very evocative uh, the poor poor song poor song has there been a few uh, like official brand standards that have been released for this uh i don't know t- on how to pronounce the name like there know. was for the tycan yes <laughs> i don't know i don't know um i'll say that at the very least it it looks more to me like a tall shooting brake. They are adamant that it's not an SUV. Yeah. Which means okay. nothing. Yeah. Whatever that means. And it's fine. Like, I think it's very interesting. I mean, obviously, like... I, oh, I it exceeded my expectations because my expectations but... were very low. Yeah. I don't know what to think of it. Like, it's just... It's another, like... People want, like, lifted tall things. Yeah. And so, like, here it is. Here's another thing. So, yeah, I'm sure it will be great. Technology will compensate for the fact that it weighs, I'm sure, like 5,500 pounds yeah, or more. And I'm sure it'll sound great. I mean, it's a V12. I'm yeah. sure they will program in also like a more Crackle. amazing sounds yeah, yeah. <laughs> into it. So, and it will cost, what, 300 Oh, it's got to be more than that. Yeah. So, there is that. I will say. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, I'm thinking like four hundred, but I don't know what it's gonna cost. Yeah, I don't know. Uber SUVs like this, like, I now I don't know like where to peg an opinion on them. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna be uh, on the bandwagon of like, oh, they're all bad. Like, this is the new like reality. They're here. What do you? They are competent vehicles, I suppose. I I my complaint that I had before. Was like when when you would see a Lamborghini or you would see a Ferrari car and it's like there is no other car with this proportion. Yeah. But if you see a DBX and you see a Mach E and it's like okay they're like the same shape and size yeah. and proportion and it's like I don't understand why one is three hundred fifty thousand dollars and one is fifty thousand exactly. dollars. Here's the thing. So unfortunately, and this was not the opinion that I had initially when this car came out, but now I'm looking at the Cullinan. As far as like Uber SUVs go, not necessarily performance wise, but like cars that basically touch on the half million mark or in the neighborhood of seems more interesting to me, I even though know. it is just like a raised sedan. It's like a hatchback phantom. Yeah. I, I wish it was, I wish they did something crazier with the styling. But I, uh, 
I'm not saying that like I would prefer one, but like say for instance over like the Urus, yeah. over the Bentegia, over the Hurthong, like at this point, like I think that the I think that the Colin it might be the most pure of them all right now. Not saying that it's good, not saying that I would willingly choose one all of the money in the world. Yeah. Is it not? Like it doesn't have pretense. It's just a tall phantom. <laughs> I mean, I guess it just seems like such a missed opportunity. It's like where they could have done more. Sure. Yeah. Um, but then you could also just argue that it's just restrained British design, and so it's just it's going back to like the Phantom. A more dignified it's going back time. to the Phantom. Yeah, going back know. to it's a like, BMW well, I, design. I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, but amongst all of those, like, it's the least controversial. People seem to hate it the least. People talk about it the least, I guess. But uh, yeah, that is—it's a class of its own, though. Like I don't tough. think. I I okay. I am a little bit with you just on the grounds that I would be embarrassed in such a flashy car that's an SUV. A Cullinan? No, 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 no. In the in the other two, in okay, like the yeah. DBX or the or the sure. Pearl Sangue. Yeah. Puro segue. Like, I would be embarrassed to have such a flashy car. Even if it's silver, it's like, it's this attention getting thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I'm drawing attention to having the worst thing from this car company. Not that we're class defined, but like, it is a little bit like new money, like tech billionaire right choices. Oh, Not that God, if you weren't. I fucking hate that you might be right about this. Like, this honestly is very upsetting because the Cullinan is kind of like. The Range Rover Plus Plus, whereas the it's Pro discreet. Song is, is like the Pro Song and the DBX is very it's shouty, strangely but, discreet. But, but to have a shouty, like to have such a shouty car, but also it's an SUV, like that would be upsetting. Like I, yeah, because like, I like like we like having a car that gets attention a little bit. Sure. But it's like it's also there is a coolness or there an be something interesting, something interesting. Yeah. Like to have a car that gets attention, but it's like a three hundred thousand dollar modern SUV is yeah very gross. It is gross, and like but the, and the person who has okay. bought this you, you does might not be right about this. is not interested in anything about that car one way or another. It's just it was expensive and it was a brand that they liked. Okay, but a Rolls Royce mm. always classy, even though the, the Cullinan not a big fan, but. Actually, it might be the classiest SUV out there today, aside from a Range Rover. It does seem to take, but I mean, it takes it seems to take like the '70s idea of a Range Rover yeah. and push it to the max. Yes, yeah. Um, and aside from the uh, tuners, like it is, it's a, it's very discreet. Like it's a very discreet vehicle. Well, the funny thing is about when you say Mansory, because me, like Will and I would, we used to like. It used to be very upsetting that you could have these tuners of bad, these bad tuners like yeah. Mansory or whatever, and and they put out a press release like we've ruined a car, <laughs> and like certain bad publications yeah. like <clears throat> Autoblock would run <laughs> an article like oh they're at it again yeah. it's like here's a story and it's like it's like what if you just didn't cover this you know but the true. funniest one the funniest the funniest of all of those tuners was always this company called <laughs> it was called wheels and more like what? with an apostrophe n like wheels and more and wheels they and they ruined more? bentley's they ruined bentley's in mass oh my it'd god be like, it was like 2011 or 12 or 13 all. or 14 but it'd be like wheels and more unveils new continental gt and it's like awful as shit and it's just so funny because it was such a goofy name i do not recall wheels in more wheels in more (laughs) so okay so i'm gonna take something i'm gonna turn it a little bit please uh this is fuke mary kill the year is 2023 yes suvs only Mm. quarter million dollar edition oh dear cullinan dbx pro sangue e <laughs> what are you FMKing? Ooh. Mm. Now the rules of the game are this. Yes. Fuke, drive it once. Mary, keep it as a daily kill. It goes straight to the crusher. Okay. Uh so we were talking about the Conan, the Pool Song, and then the what? DBX. DBX. Mmm. 
Boy, what with Aston being a sex symbol brand, sure. obviously, I'll fuke that. And Whoa. knowing nothing. Mm, oh, good. You know what? Good question. Because, like, DBX and Persong to me are kind of like very parallel. And DBX has been around for a while. We've seen a few in person. For a song we have not, and it's not unattractive, and it seems unique, but I just hate that. Oh, man, I just hate that they made this, like that it's just a, ah, what is the point? This is the old man. Making money. I know. Cash is king. So, uh, Okay. I'm going to marry the Colin in because it's just, I think it's just classy. Okay. If you're going to have an SUV of that caliber. Sure. And I'm going to kill. Ooh. Mm. You already said you were going to fuke the DBX. I know, but now I'm going back because I don't know. Because a V12 sounds like pretty cool. Yeah. Versus a Mercedes Four liter. Four liter feet. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I the idea of the DBX has never sat entirely well with me, just because I think it looks really good in person, but it's just like at a distance has never looked that special. So obviously, if you own one, you know that it is unique, but. Mm-hmm. Outside of it, it doesn't look that unique. And I think the Pro Song looks a little bit more unique than the yeah. DBX. So, yeah. Gonna kill the DBX. That's fair. That's probably, I mean, based on our discussion, that's probably what I would do too, Gonna as far as the, the whole thing. Yeah. Plus, D- like, anything you know, the DBX, and I, and I actually, like, I think the DBX looks okay in person. I think it looks better than most. I think it looks better than the Urus. I think it looks better than the other mm-hmm. ones. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's ugly. It's just, no. It, I don't think it's, I, I don't, for some reason, it just, uh, driving dynamics, whatever it might be, I've not driven one, obviously, but it does not seem like a $200,000 yeah. vehicle to me, so. When you're in luck, because I think it's 300000 Okay, <laughs> well then. <laughs> I don't know what these things cost. Yeah. They're too much, but. Um, Ferrari has always been, like, kind of elitist and special anyways. They've never made, like, a Signet, <laughs> say, for instance. It'd be like, a lot cooler if they did. I know. The DPX, you know what would be really cool is if it was like a Lagonda styling. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they just said, like, because if they just said, we're just doing a different styling. Like, I we're wish just it was more grand. Tool. Yeah. Yeah. If it was grand, that would be a statement. Because an SUV is going to be big anyways. Right. Which is why, again, the Cullinan is unapologetic about its okay. size and grandeur. So my complaint, and you've heard this, and yeah. the listeners have heard this, but if you're if you're a listener, any listener that may have not heard this, my complaint is that the Cullinan... They could have done something a yeah. little more daring, just because they have never made an SUV before. So there is no history. It's it is there is no history to tear up. Like it's not like there's heritage that they're spitting on by making something radical. So they could take one of their concept cars from 2008 and and make it like this is what the SUV looks like. It has you know half the cut lines of our normal cars, yeah. and the headlights are little tiny beads, and it's crazy. Like they could do that with the SUV because no one would be mad because they've never done an SUV before. So yeah. you could make it very radical. Yeah. While because the idea of it a rad of a of a Rolls Royce SUV is radical. So the fact that they made it literally like a Phantom hatchback yeah. is very dull. But I do I I I appreciate I appreciate the classiness of it, especially since it is sort of taking the old. Range Rover idea and pushing it to now push and pushing that concept to places that Range Rover is kind of not really allowed to go yeah. now. I will say that perhaps there is something relevant to current news, which is that the Royal family mm-hmm. chooses Land Rovers as their mode of transport. Well, they're of the people. Yeah. The people. Yeah. <laughs> But versus uh, Rolls Royces and Bentleys and whatnot. Although I suppose Land Rover, well, no, Land Rover is owned by an Indian <laughs> no. company, so yes. I'm not really sure if there's any domestic pride in any of that. But there's just something about it that is just as an idea. I think no, I, I, most, no, I get that. No, yeah. I, you convinced me. I would be, 
the least embarrassed to be seen yeah. driving that because yeah. I think I think being in like a bright red DBX and pulling up anywhere and it's like to get all the attention for something that is kind of reprehensible yeah. it would yes. be embarrassing. I agree. We're attempting to be not anti SUV CUV here on this podcast, but maybe it is a struggle. But yes. we are getting there because it is just the new future as it is, and. SUV, CUVs will be the smallest cars on the planet eventually because now with electric pickups. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're saying that the Pro Song probably weighs 5,500 pounds, like, oh, well, the EV version is going to weigh a lot more than that. Yeah. We'll see where all of that goes. That all said, I think we might have a podcast. Thank God. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyways, thanks for listening. Do follow us on Instagram at new for 96 Twitter all the same. Yep. Email, Email. us. Spelled out, not the same. Not for 96. Spelled out. Yeah. Uh, for complaints. Yes. And whatnot, recipe suggestions. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.